Hey, Cam, how's it going today, sir? It is going well, Mitch. How are you today? I'm doing well. So, uh, how'd you do in football last week? Uh, personally, I went 2-0 and in fantasy football. Um, nice. But the uh, my, my fantasy football team, just in case you're wondering, is Too Busy Podcasting. That's, that's the name of my fantasy football team. <laughs> nice. Uh, now the team that I, that I, uh, have the distinct, um, unf- uh, misfortune of following is the Detroit lions. And, uh, they were playing the dastardly Chicago bears of which I think we both can agree, Mitchell. Yes. I believe we both can agree. Yeah. That the bears are rotten, nasty, dirty, gross. The, Terrible people. Yeah, their stadium's awesome, but that's about all the good I can say about them. Me. Um, so my 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 team uh, plays at Lambeau Field. So, nah. Yeah, but Soldier Field's awesome. It's right. It's right on the lake. It's anyways. I want to go to a. Nah. I want to go to a game there very badly. Just not. <laughs> just only when the Lions are playing. So, anyways, Bears, Lions. Uh, yeah. Are you at all familiar with the Lions' history of finding unique ways to lose games? And, in fact, finding ways to lose games that in the future get rules in the NFL changed? Um, you know, probably not as familiar with it as you are, so go ahead. Uh, do you remember Calvin Johnson, one of the greatest wide receivers of our generation? The name rings a bell. Oh God, you really are just a Packers fan, aren't you? He was so good. I really am. I really am. Um, anyways, there. Who plays on your team anyway? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> a guy named Adrian Peterson. Maybe you've heard of him. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yep. Matthew Stafford. He, I thought. Yeah, he's with the Vikings. Or no, he was with the Vikings. And then he's with New Orleans. And then he was with another team. And then he was with Washington. Yeah. Now he's with Detroit. Uh, Matthew Stafford, the the uh, the most yards ever thrown in 150 games. Eat your heart out, Brett Favre, yeah. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. Now, all of those guys, playoff wins and Super Bowl championships. <laughs> Matthew Stafford, not a single playoff win. Yep. Anyways, they played the Bears. He gets a he gets a participation participation trophy. Dude, if he though, was right? actually on a good like I'm so sick of the Lions wasting people's talent. Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, Matthew Stafford, many, many other Herman Moore. Just wasting people's talent. Um, so much so that Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders both retired early because they were so sick of losing. <laughs> it's like we yeah. we should have just traded them to a team and let them go win. But you know, they decided to yeah. retire. That's how much we made them hate football. Anyways, they're playing the Bears this weekend or this past weekend. We were up twenty three to six in the fourth quarter. Twenty three to six. In the fourth yep, quarter. Yep. So so you went on to win the game? At home. No, we gave up three touchdowns in the fourth quarter and lost 27 to 23. Which carries on a trend from last season where I think we had, we gave up four or five fourth quarter leads last season. And had we kept those, we would have finished over 500 and had a chance at a wild card berth. But no. So yeah, we're 0-1 and we gave up a 17 point lead in the fourth quarter at home to the bears and now we have no wins again and our rookie our rookie running back from georgia deandre swift with six seconds left had a wide open catch in the end zone granted he was turning like he was running an out route so to his left and he had to turn to catch the ball but it was literally right in his bread basket and he dropped the game winning touchdown with six seconds left and we lost the game yeah so 
two things about this. First off, Packers did great last week, as we uh, as we established. Being from Wisconsin, you have no choice but to be a Packer fan. Just uh, unless you live close to the the Minnesota border, then you run into a few Vikings fans. But pretty much, you're you're a Packer fan. Uh, and I grew up in Fond du Lac, which is kind of right in right in between Green Bay and Milwaukee. So you you're either a you're either a Packer fan and a Brewer fan, or you just don't like sports. So <laughs> no bucks, no bucks so. in there either. Um, were, you know, I really never got into now. So. Yeah, I really never got into basketball growing up, so it's just not something that I've added because you know, sports take a lot of time. They do. You know, to sit down and watch games and stuff like that, which is something that I love about football because it's three hours on Sunday. I love watching hockey, you know, and when I lived up in the Twin Cities, really got into the Minnesota Wild. But uh, but I just I can't I can't uh, justify sitting down for three hours, you know, multiple times throughout the week to uh, to watch hockey. Yeah, it just well, I will just I will, too much I too much su- time commitment. Suggest you start watching the Bucks. Granted, they just lost in the playoffs, but. Um, they made the East Finals last year. They made the East Semis this year, and they have the this year's and last year's NBA MVP on their team, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. He's a giant, giant Greek man, and he's insane. So, if I were to start watching uh, basketball, um, I might have to find a new wife. <laughs> my... She's she's not a basketball fan. She. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that she hates basketball. I, I think that she just she never got into basketball and doesn't understand it and doesn't like it. So um, she's made the comment multiple times. She doesn't understand basketball and doesn't want to. So I'm cool with that. I, I really. I was really only into basketball. You know. Probably during you know the big Bulls runs mm. um, when they were winning, and I would watch I would watch some of the Bulls and stuff, but never never Bucks. So that's fair. Yeah, but the reason the reason I kind of wanted to talk a little bit or open the show a little bit about football is because uh, yeah, the Packers are playing the Lions tomorrow. Yeah, where's the game at? Is it in Green Bay? I think it's in Green Bay. Yeah, I'll double check and make make sure because I don't want to give uh, give bad information for the six listeners that we have. So, of whom we appreciate. <laughs> that, was a, that was a joke. Of I think whom we, have a few we more appreciate. Than that. Absolutely, absolutely. Or of of which um, I don't know. English is hard. Whatever. Yeah, it's at Lambo. It's at Lambo. So okay, cool. Let's see. What's the spread? but? But here here's the thing. Here's the thing. You 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 say. You act like, oh, they're so terrible. Oh, the Lions are going to lose. All that. But for, as as a Packer fan, the Lions tend to always give us trouble. Yeah, until Aaron Rodgers um, throws a 70-yard Hail Mary to win the game. There's truth, but <laughs> they drop that they drop that pass and the Lions won. Yeah, but as game. soon as he let go of the ball, you knew it was being caught. I literally got off the couch and walked away. I was like, "Well, that's a touchdown." Yep. Yep. So, so here's here's the thing is like there's there really isn't a team consistently that worries me more than the Lions, interesting because somehow there was just a streak there where you know we could be the best team in the NFL and be rolling over everybody, but somehow the Lions just had our number, you know, and we would just drop a game to the Lions for some weird reason now that hasn't been the case the last couple of years but 
but that's you know the Lions worry me a little bit like Chicago I can look at even when they've got a good team in Chicago we can be you know I can be like well you know they were they worry me a little bit but we were man I was just about to say something and I'm gonna dial it back just a little bit because I don't want to dance on you (laughs) but the uh but when you know that that Chicago or Minnesota has a really good team you know, yeah, that worries me. But then they have an off year, and it's like, well, you know, we probably we could be okay. You know, and and I'm never, I'm never, never opposed to losing. This is what I was going to say, and I'm going to be careful. But I'm never opposed to losing to a really good team. You know, it's when you you take on a team that you really shouldn't lose to that you're like, oh shoot, you know, what the heck's going on? Why why did we lose that game? That game shouldn't have been lost. Hey, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying. You know, Detroit's had a good, a good uh, football team. You know, in, in recent years, but a talented football team. Yeah, in the, recent years, the, yes. Possibly management needs to be reviewed in that area. But, um, but they've had talented teams over the last, you know, recently over the last few years. So, um, but no matter what, the Lions worry me whenever we face them. So. I think there was one year that we were the only team that they beat. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I take no bets when it comes to the Lions because just you just don't know. So, we can't we can't wager like if the Lions uh or if the Packers lose that you have to do Jar Jar voice the whole episode? <laughs> no, no. There's, there's somebody, one of our valued listeners, that would hate that. Yeah, you definitely have to get a new <laughs> wife then. <laughs> yeah. So, so after the show last week, my my wife was listening to that, and I got a text message right at the right as she was finishing up the show. She's like, "Cam, no, no, Cam. That's all. That's all she said. <laughs> you could just you could hear the text. You could hear the shaking of the head in the text." So and to be fair, yeah, she that's was... exactly what I was going for. <laughs> I did it so, on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Good times. I thought it, I thought it was hilarious, but that's funny. And I don't hate you, by the way. I, I appreciate that. Just just in that moment, <laughs> <laughs> the hatred was fleeting. It was fleeting. Yeah. All right. Well, I wanted to just uh, just give a PSA real quick. A public service announcement for those who don't know what PSA means. I don't know why anybody would not know that. But um, so I've been having problems with my iPhone lately and uh, not not major problems, but I charge my iPhone on a wireless charger every night. And but lately I've been going getting into the car and I plug it into a lightning port in the car and it hasn't been charging. So I did a little web searching and um, notice that, you know, usually the main issue is you need to clean out the lightning port. So I did a little research into that and, you know, tried to just make sure that I did it the right way. Of course, everybody recommended toothpicks and be very careful with them. Okay. I, I, I'm fine with that. You're waiting for this to fall apart. I can see that look on your face. <laughs> it, it doesn't fall apart, by the way. Oh, man. But the, PS, the PSA is really about, hey, when you, when you start having problems with this, this is the way to fix it because it, it is working now. 
But uh, but I could not believe I I grabbed. We have these little plastic flossers that have a little a toothpick on the end, and you know you know yeah, the yeah. type, right? Um, so I started digging lint out of this. I cannot believe the lint I pulled out of this thing. Like clown car. It was it was like a clown car. I'm just I'm digging, and it's like lint, more lint, more lint. I'm like where. where I could have probably filled a pillow with everything that came out of this stupid thing. That's impressive. <laughs> it it was a lot of lint. So you know what I've used so, in the past, and you're probably yeah hate me for this. A paperclip. Wow, that was the thing that uh, that I saw online. Don't use anything metal. I was very gentle. I was very gentle, but but I have owned an iPhone since the 4s. And this is the first time I've had to clean out a port. Of course, are you with wearing, the thirty are you pin connectors, pants, and lots of what? New pants. Those pockets new tend pants? to be more linty. Yeah, like that's new possible. Yeah, I have gone through a fair fair number of jeans lately because of uh, my work. So yeah, they tend to very be very physical. I damn i I had a funny moment at uh, work one night where the uh the crotch completely ripped out of my pants like this was not like just a little rip this was like six inches of tear oh you, <laughs> so, you had a you had a fat guy in a little little pants moment <laughs> <laughs> i was i was kneeling down because we when we set up the set up to unload our floor loaded trucks we um I have we have pallets out and then we use chalk on the floor to label what what's supposed to go on those pallets. Mm-hmm. So I was leaned down to to chalk one of these pallets and I just heard <laughs> <laughs> and I felt my pants suddenly fitting a lot better. <laughs> and I was like, oh. so um, something that we all know up in the north up here. Um, the are you familiar with the Red Green show? Uh, yes. From okay. when I was a kid, so, yeah, but... So what, what we've learned from the Red Green Show is that duct tape will fit anything, or fix anything. <laughs> so I, I worked the whole truck. We, we unloaded this truck for two hours with duct tape all over my pants, holding everything together, covering everything up. Oh, man. It was the most uncomfortable truck unload I've ever had, but I was so grateful for the fact that I didn't have to be like, yeah, I got to go home. I ripped my pants. <laughs> and I I told my wife that I had an accident at work. Mitch, and I, come on, man. Wrong word I choice. led with that. I led with that because I had a, uh, I had a little, I had a gift that I wanted to send her to, uh, to let her know what I did. So I just sent her the SpongeBob gif of him ripping his pants. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah it, I should find that audio and just stick it into the yeah. episode. <laughs> Not as good as the original, but so, it'll do in a pinch. Yeah, all right. All right. Well... We have a lot of news to talk about today and not a lot of time to get it in. So let's go ahead and uh, get firing uh, iOS 14. Indeed. I was, um, I was any just, follow-up thoughts Well, now that it's released? I just felt really special that Apple decided to, you know, have the event on my birthday. Clearly in my honor, it was such a nice touch. Well, happy birthday, man. Yeah. Welcome to my mid-30s. Woohoo! 
Yeah. Not much changed. Everything still hurts. Um. Yeah. Well, in in about a is it a week and a half away? Uh, October first. Yeah, I'm. I'll be turning forty four. So. We're 10 years apart. I didn't realize that. We're 10 years apart. Yeah. I thought we were closer in age than that. Not that it matters, but. No, nah, when you get to our age. Yeah, it's no, like, it's not a big yeah. deal at all. I just, I thought we were more like yeah. five or six years apart. Yeah. It's just that, uh, that when you go, you go run around on your one, one wheel. Um, and I tried to do that. I would probably kill myself. Well, you just hurt yourself. <laughs> so what you're saying is I only have a decade left to enjoy that machine. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying the joints start to hurt a little bit more, especially when there's weather. So fair enough. This last couple of weeks have been rough. <laughs> yes. But anyway, I was 14. Um, okay. When did you get the update? Cause I got the update Tuesday night. Now. Yeah. They released the update Tuesday night for, uh, the beta testers, which is the public beta testers. Super bizarre because I was listening to the last episode of connected, which they released mm-hmm. they released the day after so i don't know if they recorded it the day after or the evening of mm-hmm. my assumption is they recorded the day after because two of the three hosts live in england and in rome london and rome yeah. so i'm assuming they recorded it on wednesday and they were saying how they hadn't got the the ios 14 releases yet and i'm like y'all have been on the betas for the entire time and i'm like sitting here yeah. thinking, i got it thursday or tuesday night um so i just wasn't sure like if there was a glitch or if because they were in europe they hadn't you know, yeah. been pushed. I haven't listened CDM. to that episode yet, but uh, but I I think that um, it might have been that they were just rolling it out mm-hmm. slowly. Because I was shocked. I, so. I just pulled my phone up and I was like, I have a software update. And I was like, what the heck? And I was like, iOS 14. And I was like, oh, oh. Um, so yeah. I immediately put it on, you know, switch from the, the beta to the public release on, on my phone and my iPad. Um, Which, honestly, I don't think that there was a whole lot of difference. Although... I hadn't had much in the way of bugs throughout uh, throughout the beta process, mm-hmm. and we talked about a few of them that we had. But but all of a sudden now I'm getting like my phone will lock up for like five five to ten seconds. Interesting. Just, you can't do anything with it. I, I haven't so. had really any issues since the episode when we talked about the keyboard kind of glitching out on those pop ups. Mm-hmm. Ever yeah. since whatever update came after that, I haven't had any issues with my phone or my iPad. Not yeah. not the issues I ran into with iTunes. Um, the only uh, the only thing that I can think of is um, some of the new widgets for third party apps aren't showing up in the widgets list right away. Mm-hmm. Like I uh, I started trying out Spark email again yesterday because I just been running yeah. the, I've been running the native mail app for year and a half um but i just tried something uh something else or just decided to try something else just for fun and that's supposed to have a third-party widget and i do not want an email widget i don't get email notifications i don't get email noises i don't get email pot like i don't it's email on my phone is there simply for when i want to check it um, but I wanted to see what the widget was like, but it's not available, even though I have the latest update of the app and it says there's widgets. It's not showing up in the widgets list. So that's the only weird thing. And like, I, I also have do D U E uh, on my phone for like recurring stuff. Like, you know, making my car payment. I Mitch is showing me spark, his phone. spark widget. Oh, so it's working for you. Yeah. It's working for me. Just fine. Interesting. Um, 
but that one the when I when I downloaded the update for do it took a day for that widget to show up. Yeah. Um, so it's just, I, I don't care. It's not a big deal. I'm not going to use either of those widgets because one do you have to pay premium, which I'm not doing because I use it for like four reminders a month. Yeah. And the only reason I use it is because they're incessant. Like every five minutes, it's like bing, bing, bing. Um, and I'm not going to use the email one, but it's uh, other than other than that slight weird little thing. I haven't had any issues for like the last three betas. So, yeah. And I wouldn't have thought much of it, um, but my wife had a little bit, little lockup on her phone this morning too. So, so it wasn't just me, but I'll keep an eye on it. They'll, it's probably a known issue and they'll deal with it, but, or it'll get worse one or the other. So I, when I updated on Tuesday night, Wednesday, I went, I would, was checking the store regularly to see if any of the, uh, any of the apps were, uh, adding widgets, which mm-hmm. I found it interesting that I probably had like 50 or 60 updates over the course of like Wednesday and Thursday. You have that and, How many apps do you have on your phone? Yeah, a few. Um, I honestly, I have no idea, but I just keep adding them and hiding them away. I only ran into, I think three apps that ended up with widgets. Which it's obvious that they sprung this on developers. Um, yeah, the whole "Hey, we're releasing this tomorrow" was yeah. not not good for Apple to it do. It was not that very was. very developer friendly, at least not at all. And and but then it's also not necessarily user friendly either because we're all like, "Where the heck are our updates? We got iOS 14. I want my widgets." And it's like, yeah. So Apple didn't really do anyone any favors, and th- there didn't seem to be any reason why they needed to release it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like the watches aren't shipping until four or five days after the keynote. Anyways, the new iPhones aren't going to be released for at least another month. I get that you're shipping new iPads. I don't know. It just, it, it felt like a, a forced move to be honest. Yeah. I'm not sure what the reasoning was behind that, honestly, but. um, Oh, by the way, so the other thing that I thought was interesting was for years now, Game Center has been hidden away somewhere. Like, I, it's always been there. But there was no, like, if I wanted to go in and add a friend, I couldn't add a friend. You know, it was kind of like you were stuck in limbo with Game Center ever since a skeuomorphism went away. But I think there was maybe one update after that where you could, you could still access Game Center. Well, guess what? It's back. So at the very least, you can get to it through the app store. But I think if you just go into your uh, your settings, I think it's right with the iCloud settings, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Also, if you go to the app store, no, I'm not if you go to the, if you go to the app store and click on your little uh, emoji in the top, it's right yeah, there. That, game center. Yeah, I know it's in there. Which I I, is it possible to change my game center name? I set that like. Eight years ago. I'm going to change it. That is interesting. Why? Is it Jar Jar? No, it's Ajax the Great 15. Because I was like super into like <laughs> Troy and all that crap back then. All right. The whole, the whole, you know, Trojan horse and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care what you think. That, that uh, Jar Jar joke was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see a way to edit Oh, nickname. Oh, yeah, you can edit it. 
Yeah, I just changed it. But now now it's gone. Now I can't access Game Center from the uh, App Store. So I broke it. So um, I just always go with Radio Match. That's been my gaming uh, name for forever. So pretty much everywhere I am, I'm Radio Mitch for gaming. Um, everywhere else, social media and everything like that, you just find me at Mitch Craig. So, but I thought that was pretty awesome. We could finally add friends, and I I uh, sent you an invitation, and I sent like two or three other people invitations, and you were the only one that accepted my invitation. So, thank it's you. Because I'm a nice guy, Mitch. Uh, it's because we wanted to talk about it. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like normally you'd be like. Man, he just beats me at chess all the time. Screw him. Uh, but- I'm out. I'm one in, I'm, <laughs> I am one in three, and we're playing two games right now, and I will soon be three and three. So just I, hold I think, your roll. I think there's a chance, a chance that you could beat me at these games, but we're still in the mid game, so it could go anywhere. I have, I have, I have plans, Mitch. All right. So picture in picture, I, uh, I have to confess something so i worked at twelve thirty on tuesday uh during the event uh so i have about a half hour ride to work so i had to leave a li- just a little bit before noon the event started at noon you see where this is going so i pulled up siri i don't need you right now um so i uh pulled up my map and because I always use maps, it's just so I can keep track of how far it is to work and then I can zone out and enjoy the drive. And uh, I had a video screen up at the top of the screen, uh, which was the uh, keynote. I don't know if are we calling it a keynote now or are we just calling it an event? I, I think we can much. call it whatever we want, Mitch. This is okay, our podcast. Excellent. Sounds good. So. Um, so, yeah, so I was able to watch the first uh, first. Well, listen and then glance over every once in a while to the, about the first half hour of the keynote so it's interesting i like that picture in picture yeah i guess i just don't understand like i get it on the tv maybe but i think personally for me it just doesn't i'm not a picture in picture user like if i'm watching something i want to watch it you know, I don't want to have it hiding in the corner so I can do something else on the same device. Like in that case, I just have it on the TV and then use the other device for, you know, and especially on the phone. Like I get it in that scenario. Um, but, you know, for me and the way that, you know, that I use my devices, I just I don't really think it's ever going to be a thing that I use. And that may just because may just be because I've never used it before. And so mm-hmm. I don't have any context for it, but like it just, it doesn't strike me as a feature that I'm very excited about. I think that uh, the picture in picture concept is interesting. Do I, do I see myself using it a lot? Not really. Um, I can only really think of, like maybe if I'm traveling and I'm watching something and I want to check on, you know, instead of having to leave the video to go, you know, check on something, maybe online or uh, view a text message or something like that. I don't have to leave the video. The video is still on the phone. I, I can see purposes like that for it. Okay. I'm still trying to figure out the picture in picture on the Apple TV. Mm-hmm. 
because uh, last night I was I was watching Hulu and maybe Hulu just hasn't implemented it yet. But I'm sure they will because they've implemented it on the phone now. But they don't have it implemented, I don't think, on the Apple TV yet. Oh yeah, and that's going to so, be the last. That's going to be the last device or OS that they update, right? Because it's the least popular. Um, and that's, I mean, that's been the issue for me. Is like if the one place I could conceivably use it mm-hmm. would be um, the Apple TV, and those are always the last apps to get updated because it's the least priority. So, you know, give it two months and maybe we'll have that option. Yep. So why don't we talk about the event a little bit? New Apple watches, man. Yeah. So remember, remember on the show when I said I wasn't going to spend $400 on a watch because I was stupid. I was so, so tempted to pull that audio. (laughs) You still can. No, nah, it'll take it too long. The, the Scooby Doo in it. Remember when I said <laughs> No, it wouldn't wouldn't have been any fun if it wasn't live. So I had the original Apple Watch Sport back when, you know, the aluminum bodied was referred to as the sport. I had mm-hmm. the black with the black band. It was awesome. And up until about a year and a half ago, I used that watch which was a very long time to use that watch. And I had the issue where the battery expanded and the screen popped off. And then I looked at replacing it and it was just a lot of money. And I was like, ah, whatever. So I just, I just haven't had an Apple watch for the last year and a half. And so my goal was this year when they released the, the new watch was to buy, you know, whatever was the cheaper version. Well, the cheaper version is the series three. Mm-hmm. which compared to the SE or the six is like, why even spend the money? You don't get, you don't get the bigger screen. You don't get the always on display. You don't get any of the, you know, like the, the newer health uh, hardware and, and apps and, and that sort of stuff. And then I was like, well, okay, do I get the SE or do I get the six? And then, you know, the SE, you don't get the always on display. You don't get the ECG. You don't get the blood oxygen, which doesn't give you the VO2. Like there's, there was enough of the new stuff that I thought, you know what? I might as well. Like I ran that last watch I had into the ground. I'll do the same with this one and then I'll buy the series 10 in four years. Right. Um, And so I just, I decided to pull the trigger on um, the series six. And it also helped that my mom was like, hey, it's your birthday. What do you want? And I'm like, I'm 34. You don't have to buy me presents. That seems silly. Like, I'm a grown man. I have a child. I have a 401k. I don't need a birthday present. And she's like, shut up. I know you're looking at a new toy. What are you What are you looking at? And I was like, well, I'm looking at a new Apple Watch. She goes, okay, I'll send you a check for 100 bucks." And I was like, boom, now it only costs $329. i am totally getting it. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, mom. Yep. Uh so I went with the the 44 millimeter um, space gray aluminum body with the white sport band, which I think is going to look. And, you know, Mitch can see my. Uh, yeah, you got the Nike one, though, right? Yeah, I got the, the Nike I got the Nike. Uh, they call it desert tan and black. Ooh, but Mitch can see based on the, the camera. I do appreciate a nice white and black color scheme. I so like it. it's. Uh, I'm excited. It should be here. And what today is the 19th. It should, the arrival date is in between the 29th and the 1st of October. So in 10 to 12 days. 
Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Which, which knowing Apple, I would expect that sooner. They, uh, I, yeah, I they think a lot they're of padding. They I think they're padding the dates because of the whole COVID slowing things down. I would certainly love for it to show up earlier. Um, but my I'm iMac not. wasn't show, supposed to show up until like the 28th or 29th, and I got it like a week and a half ago. Or holy cow, two, over two weeks ago. Yeah, they shipped it. They said it was going to take like a month, month and a half to get it, and it shipped in like two weeks. So interesting. So yeah, so I, I was I was a big enough fan of the updates to the Apple Watch to decide, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna invest in this, be, in part also because of the Fitness Plus service, mm-hmm. which is really appealing to me. Um, there's there's been a number of changes for me personally in the last couple of weeks that have sort of helped me realize, you know. I'm not 23 anymore. I can't eat what I want, drink what I want, stay up all night. Like I start, like I should have started taking care of my body proactively a lot more further in the past. And now it's like, okay, I'm, I'm at the point now where if I don't start doing that actively and, and like proactively take making choices, it could have effects down the road to my health. Um, and so with, with the watch and the fitness plus service, which is, we can talk about the Apple one bundle uh, later. Um, it just makes, it makes sense for somebody like me, who's not going to go to the gym and not going to pay a gym membership. Like, okay, if, if I get that bundle, it's essentially free based on, you know, all the services that you get for it. Why, why would I not take advantage of something like that to just at least make sure that I'm doing my part to keep, you know, my, my cardio and, um, you know, my heart in a good spot. So I feel like such an adult having to think about that. That's so sad, yeah, yeah. but well, it's something that you have to do, right? Like happens to all of us. You know, I'm, I'm, a re- I'm a real boy now, so I need to start thinking long-term about my health and my, in my physical well being. Um, so mm-hmm. It was a and, it was a choice to invest in my future in that way. And I'll be honest with you, when I was oh, that was probably right about thirty five. I was twenty thirteen, I think, was the year that my wife and I went paleo. Um I well, how old would I was I then? That'd have been seven years ago. So that would put me at in my late 30s, we'll call it that, uh, 36, 37 years old. And uh, and I was like 315 pounds then. Yeah, I was a big dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm 6'2". So to put that into, you know, my uh, the uh, the whole idea of uh, of ideal weights is a lie. So I'm supposed I'm supposed to weigh 186 pounds, and there's no way with my frame that I'm ever going to weigh 186 pounds. Yeah, I haven't weighed that much since college. I'm six two as well, and I was I was a clothes hanger. Yeah, at 186, I mean, just absolute mm-hmm. like turn sideways and disappear. No, I we I got myself down to about 205. And, Holy cow! Uh, and my my uh, my mom was afraid for my health because mm-hmm. I I looked sick. I looked sickly. And so, um, my wife and I changed our diets a little bit at that point, and we gained a little bit of weight back, which was good, but then we gained mm-hmm. a little bit too much weight back. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm somewhere in between now, but yeah. Um, 
but yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, the best, the best that I've ever felt is when I've been, uh, consistently, uh, consistently exercising, consistently eating right. When I was over that, that far overweight, like I was so lethargic and just didn't want to do anything and hated the idea of moving really. Yeah. Um, but as I gained weight, I started becoming more, I've started feeling the energy started, started moving around more, started feeling like I could do things that I couldn't do it before that. And so that was, that was a huge game changer for me. So, so definitely, um, you do reach that point where it's just like, it kind of smacks you upside the head. It's either I'm going to just let not care and yeah. just let myself get huge and then then never be able to lose weight or I got to take take uh, charge of that now and and well, stay healthy and take some ownership. And and like, mm-hmm. you know, for for us as Christians, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, culture tells us our body is our own and no one can tell us what to do with our own bodies and that sort of stuff. But really, the Bible says, well, you know, your body's not your own. It was bought with a price. Your whole your whole existence was bought with a price. And that's the blood of Jesus. And we are simply stewards of what God has done or has given us. And that means that, like, we are responsible for caring for our bodies Mm-hmm. physically also our you know our souls spiritually and emotionally and and that that the, everything that encompasses being a human we have been given the responsibility of caring for it and then for those of us that have you know uh, spouses or kids or uh, areas of responsibility of other people you know whether it be people you manage at work like we're also responsible for caring and and, and stewarding those responsibilities and mm-hmm. i've just been like you know, blunt, bluntly honest, I have been so slack in the responsibility of caring for myself that, you know, it becomes a habit. And like you said, when you, you don't, you don't want to do the things because being lazy is more comfortable, you know? So just a bit of a, a wake up call for me, I guess. So the, the Bible tells us we should buy Apple watches and subscribe to fitness plus. I did not say that. <laughs> I'm joking, of course, but uh, but it certainly doesn't help or it doesn't hurt rather. Um, one thing I will tell you about uh, about what the person that I've become is I love the fact that I have the Apple Watch. I love the fact that you can track everything data as geeks. I think I could I'm not going to speak for both of us, but I love having data on everything. Uh-huh. You know, because I can see holes, I can see holes in, in the things that I'm doing and I'm able to correct that and and uh, be able to be the person that I really want to be and know where where I need to get better at it. Does that uh-huh. make sense? So, you know, I track, gosh, I track my water. I track, I haven't stopped tracking food just because it's, ugh. It's arduous, and I think long term I need to learn to be able to manage my food intake without having to put it into an app every, you know, multiple times a day. Right, and um, I think that's the goal with those apps is that you do mm-hmm. it long enough that you just inherently know. Okay, you have, you, you have to use do it to learn exactly. And then once and- you learn, then you've got to be like, okay, now if I step on the scale tomorrow and I've gained a half a pound or a pound then I know that I need to look at yesterday and see, okay, what, what did I do that, that did that? Or did I just fluctuate a little bit? Cause that's, mm-hmm. that's a normal thing too. Yeah. yeah um, did you drink a bunch of water and you haven't, you know, <laughs> used the restroom yet. Like, <laughs> yeah. That so, sort of stuff. 
So anything else to say about the Apple Watch? Let me take a look at my notes here and see if there's anything I wanted to talk about. Blood oxygen. That's supposed to be important. I don't know why it's supposed to be important, but man, they did a they did a a, a, a consistently loud job of saying it was important, but I don't think they actually told you why it was important. They just said it was. Pulse oximetry is the term that they kept using. I had to look it up to get the right spelling in my notes. Pulse oximetry. So here's here's my my take on this, and and this is actually tempting me to look at replacing my watch tempting uh if my wife is listening tempting me (laughs) um so i grew up with asthma i still struggle a little every once in a while with a little bit of chest tightness um like just bronchial spasms and you know if i have a coughing fit i'll have trouble breathing for a little bit after that uh when we're unloading the trucks at work I struggle a little bit. I tend to pull a lot of the pallets out of the truck and some of those pallets are a ton or better. You know, they're, they're heavy pallets. Mm-hmm. Thank Thank you for the invention of the wheel because otherwise we couldn't move them. What's become really um, obvious to me in recent weeks, at least with wearing masks and stuff like that is, you know, where is the limit? Where do I need to take my mask off just to be able to get enough oxygen to keep things going? I had my pulse up to 179 uh, beats per minute the other day when we were working the truck. Jeez. And which, you know, I'll be honest with you, which a couple of years ago, that would have put me on the floor. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that I've been unloading trucks for the last year like this has really improved my health that my heart can handle that. But, uh, yeah, I would get to 140 beats per minute and I'd be laid out on the floor, um, you know, just not being able to move. You know, I'd feel just terrible. But we're, you know, when we're pulling those pallets out, you know, I'm having to pull my mask down a little bit just so I can get more oxygen because I can feel it in my head. Like I can mm-hmm. feel that I'm I'm not getting the oxygen that I need because everything's running so, so fast and so hard. But that, I think the, the pulse oximetry would be interest at the very least interesting if not important to me to to understand like what's going on with the amount of oxygen that's in my blood um in situations like that mm-hmm. so and maybe i look at it and just be like well maybe it's just in my head then if it's if it's not really reflecting in that number but um but i wouldn't be surprised if my blood oxygen is dropping into the 70s or or something like that um, mm-hmm. when when i'm pulling pulling a pallet out with a mask on you know, with a heart rate that's that that's that high. So it'd yeah. be nice to have that data. You weren't tempted by the uh, gold stainless steel watch. Uh, tell me what the price tag is on that one. <laughs> I'd be honest with you, I don't know, but it's probably probably like nine hundred or eight hundred dollars. Yeah, no, thank you. I I didn't like the idea of the product red one personally because I'm just not a red person until I saw somebody. Uh, have they had one on with a black band uh-huh. and i'm like ooh, that that actually looks pretty cool uh let me just slide through my notes here um i did think it was interesting that as they were talking about the s6 uh system on a chip that they replaced their their verbiage of system on a chip and and all that with apple silicon well, you know, you catch branding, that? hashtag branding, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So they're really leaning into that uh, that Apple Silicon branding. 
Yeah. And what do you well, think I about mean, the, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was to say like it's it's just it's classic Apple, right? What we make is better. And anything mm-hmm. we can put Apple in front of, we can charge more money for. Mm-hmm. You know, so anytime they get a chance to say Apple Silicon one, it's gonna remind us, oh, there's new Macs coming that are running on those, and that's super important. And wow, isn't Apple amazing? And just consistency, right? Of of that phrase and just trying to burn it into our brains that Apple Silicon is better and is super important and is the best you can get. It's it's classic marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing they talked about was watch bands. Do you have any opinions about the new uh, solo loops? I like the the way the braided ones look. I think the 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 sport loop looks silly. Uh, I also don't know how that's going to work. Like my wrist compared to the widest part of my hand is like probably fifty percent. Like, <laughs> and I, I get that it stretches, but like I just. I want my watch to be secure on my wrist, you know, so it doesn't slide around and like rip my hair out. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I would, I would be very, very cautious to buy one without first being able to go to a store and try one on. And we all know that's not happening right now. Yeah. And that's so, something that, that I've heard on a couple of podcasts this last week was, you know, why, why would you buy this without being able to try it first? Yeah. And there's like, so. We're like, oh, but you can print the things out on paper. Well, paper doesn't stretch. Paper rips. So I don't know what the elasticity of either of those solo, you know, loops is, the sport one or the braided one. Uh, But based on looks alone, if I had to choose one, I would choose the braided one. Um, But I'm just not really, I don't know. Yeah, without the buckle or clasp or whatever on any, like, it doesn't bother me. So it's not like a total game changer for me. I Watches have always had clasps and buckles. It's not like I haven't worn a watch my whole life because they're evil. Like, no, you just yeah. whatever. So yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not a game changer for me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend money on them without trying one on. And even if I did, I probably still wouldn't spend money on it because it just doesn't appeal to me. Yeah, I would I would be interested in the braided loop. Um, probably a black or that that dark green, I think, would look pretty pretty nice with the space gray. I kind of overlooked the leather loop until I saw it in some of the, some photos on, I think it was, i had some photos of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, either that or it was uh, Renee Ritchie uh, had some photos that were posted online of, of the leather loop. And they, I think it's like a saddle gray or like a brown um, that, that it looks, that has a little bit of, uh, it looks a little distressed. Um, oh really? I haven't it has seen a little that one. character to it, mm-hmm. and that actually looked pretty cool. The leather loop is the one that has like those little bumps in the middle, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting looking one. I would, again, it's one I would want to see and feel in person to see, like, mm-hmm. okay, are those bumps that accentuated in everyday life, or is it just because it's on a computer screen that they mm-hmm. they look so? Yeah, so it would be something that I would probably be really quick to. Uh, buy like a knockoff version of it on Amazon being that I would be paying Apple prices for it. And mm-hmm. there's a bit of quality that goes with that too. That's why I bought the, the Nike plus version of this particular band. First off, it was, I was having trouble finding anything that was even close in, in the knockoffs, but I bought knockoff bands like that before. And they just, the quality was just not anywhere near yeah. um, what Apple's quality was on it. So I was, I was cool with paying 50 bucks for that, but, uh, but yeah, if you're going to try something like that, 
Yeah, I would I would want to try it on first and make sure it's something that I really like. Because this yeah. band, man, I've gone through a lot of bands. And this band, uh, this Nike Plus band, uh, has just been the, my favorite band. And I think the other band that I would really like that I'm not willing to pay the price for is the uh, Black Link band. The, the Metal Link oh, band. Oh, yeah. 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 It's because it's I had some knockoffs of that too and really liked how that one felt and, and, mm-hmm. um, how I had a knockoff. Like I had a knockoff all black Milanese loop. Mm-hmm. I had um, one of those too and I wasn't, a, I didn't like that one as much. No. And, and I don't know if it was because it was a knockoff or just because of the, the gaps in the links. But if that thing would slide, you know, around, it, it would just rip hair. Yeah. And I wore it like twice and I was like, no, I'm done. I'm glad I paid like, you know, $15 for this because it just, it was painful. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I think too, this whole, like we've said this multiple times, right? I would only buy this if I was able to go to a store and try it on. And I, I, I wonder how much the current state of Apple stores being open or closed is going to hurt watch sales. Mm-hmm. If at all, you know, cause it, it, of anything that Apple sells, it is the most, you know, fashion uh, driven as far as, you know, what you're going to, what color you're going to buy, what bands you're going to buy, that sort of stuff, um, even though it is a computer. Um, so I'm curious to see, you know, and Apple isn't always the best at, you know, sharing this sort of data. Uh, sometimes it gets, they, they try to cover up sales for individual things like that in their quarterly releases. But I would be interested if it's at all possible to see, uh, the numbers on on bands and new watches that were sold now compared to when the Series Five was released last year, mm-hmm. the year over year differences would be just interesting to me. Well, are you tempted by either one of those iPads that they uh, they announced? If I hadn't bought the eleven inch iPad Pro um, in March when it came out the iPad air would be very tempting. Very, very tempting. I think I, I honestly, I think right now in the entire lineup of iPads, you know, mini eighth generation iPad air than the two iPad pros. I think the iPad air checks the most boxes for the most people. Yeah. I'm after seeing that presentation, I'm like, what room did they leave for the iPad pro? Uh, it's, it's the FaceTime, the LiDAR, the ProMotion on the screen, and then the bigger storage. That's it. Those are the only differences, right? The iPad Air doesn't have Face ID. It has the Touch ID in the button, which I think is pretty stinking clever. Uh, it and Because it doesn't have the whole Face ID front camera array, you lose LiDAR. So that's like, you know, um, stuff they're using for uh, augmented reality. This is also not in the back camera. And then... Um, you're you have 64 and I think 256 are your storage options on the air. Uh, whereas on the iPad Pro, I think you can go up to one or two terabytes. All right. So, um, yeah. If if I had not purchased the iPad Pro 11 inch in March, the iPad Air would be the one that I would get because I don't need. Like the iPad Pro that I bought is 256 gigs, so it's not even like I'm I would be losing out on storage. Um, but I think it's it's really interesting what they've done because to your point, yeah, now the Pro is like, well, shoot, I can get almost the identical form factor in the iPad Air. It's just a tiny bit smaller. It still works with the new Magic Keyboard that they released with the Pro, 
even though it's a little bit smaller, which is brilliant on Apple's part, right? Because they don't have to make new accessories. It works with the new, the Apple Pencil 2. So all of the stuff that they made specifically for the Pro, they can double down with on the iPad Air. Um, and I just, I think it's at its price point for what you get versus what you don't get. It's a no brainer over the pro for a majority of people. Yeah. Um, and I think they the would, I, go ahead. they would really have to make a case for the iPad pro for me to uh, go that direction. You know, yeah, I don't think that I would use the camera array that's on it. I, the storage, I don't, I've got 128 gigs on my current uh, iPad pro. And I don't, I don't use that much on there, you know, really if, and we talked about this a little bit last, last, uh, episode, I really, my iPad is kind of an accessory for everything else right now. It's just, I'm not doing all my work on it. I'm, you know, it's, if I had to go without it, I would miss it a little for certain things, but I wouldn't miss it that much. Yeah. And a quick quick um, clarification or correction. My iPad Pro is not 256. It's 128 mm-hmm. gigs. So it's half of what I thought I had, and I still have 90 gigs available. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, that being said, if Apple ever releases Final Cut or um, Logic for the iPad, then all of a sudden I'm not going to have very much space. <laughs> Well, uh, and that might be their differentiator for the the pro. But again, you know, we're but, we're at least a year out because they're not going to release those, you know, mid cycle. They could, they could, but it would totally buck the trend of what, what what they've done. Yeah, and they've done that before, and it and it was not good. You know, when they went from the iPad three to the iPad four in six months. Yeah, you know that was that was rough. Um, so I, I don't think we see more than every 12 months and probably more like 18 months in between. Yeah. Cause I think that's been their current cycle. So anything else, and I'll look at my notes here, but I don't think there was really much to say about the iPad. Um, no, I mean the air, the air is a really, really, really solid choice for, I would, again, an overwhelming majority of people that are looking to um, either upgrade from, you know, a, a standard iPad, be it seventh or sixth generation, um, or just getting into Apple tablets, period. I think that the iPad Air checks so many boxes and is such a solid offering. I mean, I loved my, I had an iPad Air too, and I loved that that iPad. And it just, it always, it always kind of was that like, you don't want to pay full price for a pro, but you want the good stuff. And it just always was in that sweet spot for me as far as like form factor and capability. And they've carried that on now with, with the new one. Um, so do you have any thoughts about the eighth generation iPad? Cause it seems like, seems like they're, um, they're starting a iPad, iPad air, iPad pro. Um, basically differentiating three different iPads. Yeah, and right I now. wish they had a better name than iPad 8th generation because the last one was iPad 7th generation. And I'm like, why don't you just call it the iPad 8, the iPad yeah. Air, and the iPad Pro? Like, mm-hmm. no one wants to say, oh, I have the iPad 8th generation. Like, it's... Nobody's going to say that. They're just exactly. going to say they they're gonna the say, iPad. They're going to say, oh, I have the bad iPad, or I have the yeah. cheap iPad, or I have mm. 
the the one the one that they the make normal for kids. iPad. And none of those things are things that Apple wants tied to their products, right? And so the fact yeah. that they haven't just called it the iPad Seven and the iPad Eight blows my mind because they are so stinking particular about the words that get used around their products. So much so that they forget mm-hmm. English and don't put the in front of iPad or iPhone. I love iPad. It's like mm-hmm. brick. It's like brick from Anchorman. I love lamp. Like you really want that's the marketing mm-hmm. you're going to go with. Mm-hmm. No, I love the iPad. I love the I, I will die on this hill. It bothers me so much. But like why they would not say the iPad seven, and the iPad eight instead of letting people say, oh, I have the cheap iPad or I have the normal iPad or I have the bad iPad or I have the, the less powerful one. Give it a name. People will use the name and they will stop using those phrases. It, it, it's. For a company that is 1 million percent about marketing and branding, it blows my mind that they're letting this one slide. And they're still using the uh, Generation 1 Apple Pencil on that and one. And it's still $300, yeah, right? $399, I think, is the base price unless you buy it for education. And then it's $299, which is still like right. way more expensive than a Chromebook. Can, can I just tell you something funny as I was make, taking notes and I was watching it? We got to the A12 Bionic that's in there, mm-hmm. and he's going on and on about chip architecture, and this this is this is this much faster, and this is that much faster in these processes, and and it's funny because I I was trying to keep track of that as he was going, and then I just deleted everything and wrote it's faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, that I is, think that sometimes is... they get into the weeds a little bit with uh, with. Well, you, you know, know the wanna, features versus benefits. They want to sound impressive. And if they can put nanometers and processes and notes measured in atoms. Okay, great. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything to me. Is it faster? That's all I care about, mm-hmm. to your point. Exactly to your point. Uh, but the one other differentiator between <laughs> the current iPad Pro and the current iPad Air is the iPad Air has the newest, fastest, most powerful processor in it. It's like the A14 Bionic. The first A14 the, Bionic. Yeah. So that is like... It doesn't have these other things, you know, the LiDAR, the Face ID, the the larger storage, the, the ProMotion display. But what it does have is the newest, the latest, the newest hotness as far as is, is uh, chips are concerned. So that's a huge check in its longevity going forward is it's the first of its kind. So it's going to it's going to, you know, it's going to age well for at least the next couple of years. And it's also a weird move for Apple because normally they lead with uh, with the new chip and the iPhone, which obviously this year has been a weird year for for things, and they're yeah, they're delayed. But this also you know, means they're not going to. This also means they're not going to touch the iPad Air for two years at least. You know what I mean? They revved it huge because they're just going to let it sit for a while, and you know, that's fine. It's a solid, solid machine from you know all. Uh, what's the word I'm so, looking for? The specs, I guess. It, from the specs, mm-hmm. it sounds like a great machine. So, um, so the Apple One bundles are. I mean, it's, it's about time they did this, right? Yeah, I like them. I like it because there there is you know when the when the rumor was coming out and they were saying that whoa it's going to be about two to five dollars worth of savings. You know, I haven't done the math, but I think it's more than that. The premium bundles twenty five dollars a month of savings. Yeah. So if you were to pay full price for all six of the services, right? Because you've got mm-hmm. you've got music, you've got iCloud, you've got Fitness Plus, you've got uh, Arcade, you've got Apple TV Plus, and you've got News Plus. So there's six options or six services that are all bundled. That's the premium service. I think there's two there's two tiers below that that are like music and iCloud. And so, like for me, I already have the two terabytes of iCloud 
storage because I have two HomeKit cameras. And if you want to be able to record video from multiple cameras, you have to have the two terabyte plan. So I already have that. That's, uh, I think, like 10 or 12 bucks a month. And I already have Apple Music, which is 10 bucks a month. So I think I'm already paying 20 or $22 a month for just those two services. I was planning on getting, now I get three months of Fitness Plus for free with my Apple Watch that I bought, but I was planning on paying for that, which would put me at 30 or $32 a month. The premium bundle is $29.95 or $29.99 a month, which would then give me for the exact same price or $2 less, News Plus, Apple TV Plus, and um, Arcade. Arcade. Mm-hmm. So it's a no like I'm already paying that much money. Why would I not? pay that much money and get the extra services for free, you know? And I've, I've had the year free of Apple TV plus and it ends in November. So if that's when the bundle comes out, then, you know, technically I'll never pay for Apple TV <laughs> plus, but we'll always have the option of, you know, of, of having it. And while arcade, I really don't care about, um, I think the, the magazine offering, for news plus is intriguing. It's something that I never would have paid for out of pocket, but now it's something that I can look into if I want, because it's just there. And I think I'm, I'm flip flop from you. I probably, I did have arcade for a little bit for the trial at least. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's some cool games in there. I I really enjoy playing some of those games. Uh, The, uh, I played the, the crap out of it. Was it mini Metro or I forget. Metro is not arcade game. No, it's the other one that they made. Um, uh, Mini Metro is a great game. Yeah, but it's they they made another one that is an Apple Arcade game, and I'm, the the uh, the name is. Um, but it was thing. the same. It, it was the same people that made Mini Metro. Oh yeah, it was the same concept. Only instead of uh, instead of putting together like a subway system, uh-huh. you were you were routing roads um, to different things. Ah. And so the 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 concept was slightly different, and and I can't remember the name of that that game. I'll have to look it up here when I get a minute. I used to play Mini but, Metro when I had my twenty seven inch five K iMac. I used to play it full screen on that. Yeah. It was glorious. I'm just saying, you should give it a shot. It's awesome. I own it for the uh, the i the iPhone. I'll have mm-hmm. to see if it's available through the Mac App Store. I think it was only a couple bucks back in the day. Um, but just, yeah, on that screen, like it's, I mean, the animations are so simple and it's such a clean, well-designed, you know, minimalistic visual experience, but like on that 27 inch display full screen, like there's just with the soundtrack, there's just something about it. That's like incredibly calming until of course Mm -hmm. it gets chaos, but that's the whole point of that game. Yeah. And, And I think, you know, it's a no brainer to, for my wife and I to bump up to the family plan. Um, for five dollars more, and then all the stuff that we're getting for just five bucks, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're paying individually right now for uh, for fifty gigs of uh, iCloud storage, so that's two dollars right there, uh, plus the Apple Music plan, which is fifteen. So we're at seventeen dollars. Um, I don't. I was planning on uh, canceling Apple TV Plus. When uh, when we get there and then just subscribing for a month at a time when when there's some shows I want to watch. But uh, but there's got to be some shows on there that I want to watch. But but if it came with the family bundle for three dollars more, you know, plus arcade, 
um, that to me, that's that's worth it. Plus, you're getting a lot more iCloud storage. So. And then then the the choice will have to be made or the, the conversation will have to be had if we want Fitness Plus um, when it comes out. And if so, then the premier package definitely is worth the money then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, News Plus. I had News Plus for the uh, for the uh, trial. Yeah. And just never used it. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't get into that stuff. I don't read that much, at least not that kind of reading. So now that they have the audio stuff, uh, maybe I would read a little bit more, but I still would rather listen to podcasts. So makes sense. Yeah. There was one other thing I wanted to get your take on, and I, I don't know if you noticed that I popped it into the show notes there. Yeah. But no more USB power adapters. Yeah. I, this rumor has been going on for a while and you know, this is people are going to have their opinions on it much like the headphone jack or whatever. Like I get why they're doing it and I think it's great. Um, I also think it's a bit silly that I can pay $429 for a watch and not get a way to charge it. Um, and like, if I was coming from like, if I had an Apple watch, like I'm pretty sure the charger that I got with my original one, I threw out when, you know, so, you know, sorry, adding to the pile of, you know, USB chargers and, and trash dumps around the planet. But like, I now have to go out and spend an extra 25 bucks on a charger or 30 bucks on a charger for my phone or for my watch that didn't come with the $429 piece of equipment that does not I work. Just, I thought it was 15 bucks for the little five watt. It's no, I mean, I'm talking about the, the, the disc that you set your watch. Oh, on. well, no, it I'm should assuming, come with that. I'm assuming when it's, Oh, it's, so you, yeah. you're saying it, it is going to come with the cable. It's not going to come with, yeah, the, just not with the power. I, brick. I thought it was not coming with anything. That's no, how it'll I come with the, it will come with the USB cable, but it doesn't come with the power brick. Oh, well, in that case, I don't care. Great. I have a bunch of those. Like, yeah, I have plenty of ways to charge USB cables. I, well, the way I interpreted this apparently incorrectly was that you're getting the watch and that is it. You're not getting a charger. You're not getting a cable. You're getting nothing. Well, and you I can thought, report back for us when you get it, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you should be getting the USB charger in there. Well, in that case, yeah, I'm then great. This is awesome. Cause everyone has multiple ways of charging USB devices, whether it's their car, their computer, their laptop, a bunch of different plugs around the house. I mean, how many people have USB ports built into their electrical outlets and walls nowadays, yeah. right? I don't have any of those, but I have a computer with multiple USB ports. I have multiple uh, charging bricks that have one or two or three USB ports in them. So from that from that perspective, totally fine with it. Great. Save, mm-hmm. save material, save pollution, save all that stuff. That's great. I was more of like, I shouldn't have to go spend 30 bucks. It shouldn't cost $30 for a three foot cable with the, with the uh, Apple watch charger on the end. Anyways, that's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, no brick in the box. Fine. Not a problem. Yeah. And I think that that's, that works out just fine. So yeah, I'm happy with it. Yeah. I, I feel a lot better um, about it now. I will report back, but if, if you're right, I will be happy camper. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, what's delighting you today, Cam? Uh, a song, Mitch. Have you heard the song New Wine? 
I have not. It's a goodie. Um, have you heard the song What a Beautiful Name by Hillsong? Yes. Okay, so the the lady that wrote that song also wrote this song. Okay. Um, and so obviously like, so she's, she's one of the, the main people at Hillsong uh, music, but the version I heard first um, and how I got introduced to the song, uh, do you know Shane and Chain? No. What? Okay. All right. Oh, all right. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to introduce you to about 30 albums here uh, after the show. Um, there's a version that they do with one of the Shane's wives. You ever heard of Bethany Dillon? No, anyway. Okay. That's one of the Shane's wives. Uh, and she I sings, probably should have said no instead of shaking my head. It's okay. Let me shake my head. So anyways, it's a song. Um, we can maybe put a link to it in the show notes. Um, and it's essentially a song about the, you know, like the process of, of, making wine or the process of breaking new ground is, is this idea of like, you know, crushing and pressing and like the, 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 the pain or the suffering that we may go through in life as an, you know, or making wine or breaking new ground as an analogy for going through suffering, going through temptation, going through hard times in life and how oftentimes that is how God, uh, builds character in us or, or reveals his truth to us or how we become closer to God is through, is through moments of, of suffering or great change. And, um, the concept of, of wanting, um, something new, something, wanting God to do something new in our lives and wanting God to make moments of pain or hardship or suffering worthwhile in the sense that through, through this trial god is is revealing himself more to us is the holy spirit is changing us um to be more more like god and so it's it's a song um about that and it's really 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 powerful and it's a really good song and um it's one that i've been listening to and singing a lot lately and i really enjoy it all right and i just put a link to the album the apple music um album which album? So there is more studio sessions. Is that the Hillsong version? Yes. Okay. Is there more than one version of that song? Well, I mean, honestly, the only one I've listened to is the uh, is the Shane and Shane version. I haven't listened to the Hillsong version yet, but I'm sure it's awesome because that the 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 person who wrote the song, Brooke Ligertwood, Ligertwood, I don't know how to say her last name. She's got a phenomenal voice. She's incredibly talented. Um, and she wrote this song, so it's probably good to hear her version of it. Um, she's, yeah, she's super talented. The weird thing is, is I don't see that on Apple music. The Shane and Shane one. No. Uh, look up the worship initiative 17. That's the album. Oh, I see it there. Let me, I'll go ahead and throw this into the show notes as well. So there it is. All right. So what's delighting you, Mitch? You know, I have a really extensive list <laughs> that I put on the in the show doc. So I got to pick something out of this list. Um, you know, I'm going to save the one 
I threw it in there yesterday because I got my Thanksgiving vacation saved, but um, rather than, or I got it approved, but rather than, I'll save that for the next episode that we record um, because there's an explanation that goes with that. But, uh, and I've got time. But this last couple of weeks after getting my iMac, I thought, you know what, I'm going to download Steam again um, because I've never, I haven't had a machine in a very long time that I could actually use uh, Steam um, well. Now, of course, Steam is the video game platform. Uh, mm-hmm. I, most most geeks should know about that. Uh, but uh, and there was a, there's another game on the iPhone that I've been really digging lately. But my, generally speaking, what's delighting me right now is the fact that I've rediscovered gaming. Um, I haven't I haven't really been playing a lot of games for a while. Save save uh, playing some chess. But uh, Among Us on the iPhone has captured my attention. Now, I mentioned this to you. Did you try? Did you look at it at all? I looked at the the pictures in the app store, but I haven't played it. And I know that there's some some big Twitch people are playing it on their streams now. Um, yeah. So the but... concept of this game is there are anywheres from, I mean, you can set different number of players in the game, but generally speaking, you've got 10 people. Um, that are on basically there's there's three different maps but the one map that everybody seems to use is the spaceship map Um, Mm -hmm. i forget what they call it but uh but you're all on a spaceship and there's one person or actually there can be up to three what they call imposters but normally speaking most people play with 10 people and one one imposter out of the 10 and that imposter's job is to run around and kill as many people as they can so they win when they eliminate everybody but one person. So essentially, it's mafia. I've never played that. So. Oh, okay. It's it's like a uh, you play you sit in a circle and there's like a police officer and there's a medic and then there's mafia members and everyone like at night the mafia members will commit a crime and choose to kill someone and you have to figure out who the mafia person is and the the medic can save a person and the police detective every turn can investigate it sounds, a certain more, person. it sounds more complicated but uh but the essential thing is the other nine players have to figure out who the imposter is before um the imposter kills everybody but one person because one once there's only one person left it's obvious who yeah. the uh, imposter is but uh but the the other portion of this game is that everybody that's not the imposter um, has tasks that they have to complete on the ship. So you might have to run over to a little wiring panel and re, you know rewire the panel or run over to the oxygen room and like clear out the oxygen filter. And so you have a list of tasks that you have to complete while you're doing that. Now, if you complete all the tasks, everybody completes all their tasks, which I have not seen that done in one of the games that I've played yet. But if everyone completes their tasks, then everybody wins. Except, you know, the imposter loses. So the imposter has to stay secretive. Uh, they can't they can't uh, give up that they're the imposter. Um, they have to kill everybody before they complete their tasks is kind of kind of the, the concept. So that basic concept. And yet, like, there's a bunch of guys that I work with that play. We were sitting on break. Uh, I was on lunch break. I don't know if the other guys were what they were on, but we were sitting around playing it. Um, there's three of us playing it and it was, that was a most fun I've had on a lunch break in a long time because we were just, we were having, having fun. Of course, one of us was the imposter at one point and you can't tell them. 
you know, you yeah. can't tell them who the imposter is. So, you know, it was just, it was a good time. But the other game that I've gotten into again, and I don't know if I'll keep playing it or not, but I I really enjoy EVE Online. I've never even I heard of this one. you said that you've never heard this one. So if you can imagine, it's a massive, massive massively multiplayer online game, which is a really hard thing to say. Um, but it is, they, it's also, they call, they call it a perpetual massively must, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I'm not going to try it again, but, uh, but you basically, you enter it as a capsuleer, you grow your, your knowledge. It's a very complicated game because there's a lot of economic, uh, stuff in the game. Um, but you are, you have a fleet of ships or you have ships that you, that you move around in within this galaxy and it takes place in space. Um, but, uh, you learn your craft and then you set out to, um, to earn money, to earn some cred. Um, you're, it's basically, you know, you get a job and you work the job, you know, but it's mm-hmm. fun. Because but it's, uh, fun. Because, <laughs> but it's fun. it sounds really boring to say it's a, it's a job, but but it's fun because you get that sense you get that sense of accomplishment as you're going through the game as well. But uh, I'm really early into it. I haven't played super deep into it yet. But uh, but I've bought a couple of ships. You know, I've learned how to. Um, in some games, it would be called crafting, but in this game, it's called uh, pr- producing or production. I uh, I was following the business track when I started um, to learn how to, how to conduct business on there. So I learned how to do like product production and, um, and selling and buying stuff through the market. And so there was, there was some cool stuff there. Now I'm working through the military track to get uh, more fluent with being able to defend myself um, when I'm out doing stuff. So sounds complex. It it is a complicated game, but, uh, but it's, you know, again, I don't know how long I'll stick with it, but um, so far I've been having fun with it, dipping into it here and there to uh, just complete quests and stuff like that. It's probably the um, the sci-fi equivalent of World of Warcraft being more fantasy. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Gotcha. So anyway, that's delighting me right now. Well, good. Having fun with it. All right. Well, that about brings us to the end of the show, I think. Um, yes, sir. Unless you had anything you wanted to add. Um, no. No, I'm good. This episode has been our first episode on uh, the Zencaster video uh, beta. So this is the first time we've actually seen each other while, while we've been uh, recording. Indeed. So. So it's been it's been nice, and I'll see. I think I might be able to download video for this episode, and then maybe see if we can't post it somewhere. So that would be we'll fun. See. Yep, I'm not I'm not sure what what this affords us and what it doesn't at this point. So, but uh, one thing that we haven't uh, said on the show, and now that we're uh, growing the listenership a little bit, um, I want to encourage our listeners if you can go to. Uh, your podcast app of choice, favorite us, um, give us a five-star review, uh, whatever, just to help us out to uh, grow our audience. So we would really appreciate that. Uh, 
Or a three-star um, review, if that's more accurate. That'll help us, too. <laughs> Give us a five-star review. Otherwise, we're not going to do the show anymore. Um, oh, boy. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, but if you could do that for us, we'd really appreciate it. It'll help us get uh, get ranked and possibly be able to grow our our uh, uh, listenership more. And that might afford us some more stuff that we can do with the podcast later on. So uh, we're not sure where where we're going with this, but uh, um, and how how things will go. But the more listeners we have, the more options we have as we go forward. So uh, you can find us at innerdialogue.show. And uh, if you got questions, comments, anything, you just want to let Cam know uh, um, how how bad you feel about having to put up with me every couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> you can hit us up on Twitter. <clears throat> I'm at Mitch Craig. Oh, I'm at Cam Brennan. You know, I always pause to let you uh, to let you say it, and I'm just like, is he going to say it this time, or am mm-hmm. I going to have to say it? <laughs> I try to wait like an extra. I try to wait an extra beat just to make you sweat it out. Yeah, yeah, it makes me sweat. So uh, you can uh, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know if you have any questions, comments, uh, anything that we could do better on the show. Certainly would appreciate that. Uh, We're going to come up with an option for our next episode as uh, Cam uh, can't record on our normal time. And I think we're going to have to do that for Thanksgiving, too. So we'll we'll figure that out. But I have some ideas. I'll talk to you off the air about those. But but we'll uh, see you back here in a couple weeks, either me with, uh, with a guest host or... Uh, maybe we'll just record early. We'll see. I might bring in a guest host. I'm offended. <laughs> but uh, but at any rate, um, the idea that I have should be a good one. So, um, But at any rate, that uh, that wraps up the show. So, Cam, I hope you have a good week. I hope uh, tomorrow doesn't go terrible for you with the Lions losing. But um... If you didn't see the video, I just got the good hard eye roll. So, (laughs) but uh, anyway, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Thanks, Cam. Yeah, whatever. I quit.